Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Roosters defeat the Dolphins. Brought to you by Bloke Beer. Just said it because I could. Uh, <laughs> Roosters defeat Dolphins. Look, I are the Roosters where we thought they would be? No. But I think ever since Hutchinson's been back in the side, they look like a much better side. Completely squared up their attack. Gave them a bit of direction. Um, they definitely look like a much better side with Hutchinson in it. Uh, it's going to be interesting just to see what the direction is over next year. I guess the, the biggest concern with the Roosters is I don't feel they can win the comp this year. And at the moment, I still don't have them making the eight, but they can. Uh, the biggest concern, I guess, is like they're no closer to what their spine's going to be next year. You know, is Cheese going to be the starting nine? Maybe, maybe not. You know, is it going to be Sandin Smith? Is it going to be Sam Walker? Is it going to be Drew Hutchison? Is Kira going to go? Like, what's, you know... What is the direction forward for them? That's probably the biggest concern for the Roosters this year if, you, if you're going to say that they can't win the comp this year. But they definitely look better. They're showing fight and they got the win. What do you boys reckon? Yeah, completely agree, mate. I thought that Hutcher gave them a lot of direction this week. Uh, isn't he just a great story of perseverance? Mm. For those that don't you know, remember, cared or knew at the time, Hutcher coming through was going to be a gun out of the Dragons. He was the guy in that age group. Floated around, turned to utility, was a back rower for a while there. Um, for him to come into a first-grade side and play halfback against Wayne Bennett and do that, how good. Yeah, mate, so good. He looked amazing too. Yeah. He looked amazing. 18 runs. His running game was brilliant. 12 tackle breaks. Mm. Isn't it wild? Like, we always talk about that age, but yeah, he's 28 years old yeah, now. I still look old. at Hutchman and go, he's 23, 24. He's, yeah. not, he's 28 years old. Mm. Um, he's seen a lot in rugby league, whether it be reserve, grade, first grade, whatever. But he looks like he's just at that age now where he just gets the game. Mm. And he might not have the upside of other guys, the awards, trophies, whatever it might be. But showed on the weekend, as he did two years ago, that he might be the guy for the job. Yeah, and I, I remember a lot of fans like you know giving him a bit of slack because he doesn't have that yep. top tier. And it's like, all of a sudden, doesn't it make you realise as fans... 
hey, there's more to rugby league than just having this top tier, incredible ability. The Roosters now would be, they're begging for Drew Hutchinson to stay on the side. They're begging to have a guy that doesn't have to worry about having this crazy, you know, it's bizarre we're saying he doesn't have this crazy upside when he just scored two tries, had 12 tackle breaks. But sometimes you just need a steady seven to get you around the park and let other people take care of that crazy pizzazz that you need. Especially when you've already got the superstars. A hundred percent. need to do anything else. And once again, you know, you reference back to it a few times when talking about the Broncos, that 2006 side, Hodger, Carmel, yeah. <laughs> Lockie, Webke, like I could name all of them, yet the halfback is one of the great trivia questions of all time, Shane Perry. <laughs> the great Shane Perry of the Redcliffe Dolphins. Used to play me, we used to play each other in Clydesdales with uh, Dolphins. He was a guarding Q Cup. Gets called into the squad, wins a, wins a premiership. He might have played a few games after that, but basically, you know, wasn't seen again. One of the great stories, that Shane I Perry. think he only played about 30 games. Yeah, it wasn't much. It wasn't much. Unbelievable. And it just shows you, like, sometimes you just need a steady seven to steer the yeah. ship. Um, you, you played 43 games of first grade for the Broncos. You played 73 altogether. Who else did you play for? Uh, he played for Western Suburbs in 1999. Oh, so before he... Before yeah, okay, that, okay. and then he played for the wow. Dogs 2000, 2001. Only five or six games. Then he went over to the Catalans, and I'm sure he enjoyed himself over there. <laughs> yeah, mate, he was so good in Q-Cup. Fuck, he used to tear us apart. Um, but yeah, Drew Hutchison, 28 years old. We've learned it all year. You know, hey, maybe he just needs another opportunity to steer the boys around. Um, and he's proven it. Since he's come back in the side, their attack looks so much better. I mean, they scored 30 points. They couldn't score a bloody try to save themselves a couple of weeks ago. They're, um, yeah, they're, they're on 26 now, the Roosters. Games coming up against the Eels, Tigers and Rabbitohs, all very winnable. Can get themselves to 32. They're four and against his neg 84, so not good. But it can be done. Not saying it will, but there is finals hope for them. 32. Yeah. So, yeah they, would just, need, they would need other results to go their way, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so a big one is if the Knights can knock off the Rabbitohs for them this weekend. Okay. That sends the, like that keeps the Rabbitohs on 28, Knights shoot up to 31. And if the Cowboys also lose a couple of games. Yeah, they need some yeah. results. But, yeah. but that, that's the yeah. thing that does make it hard of the three teams directly above them, Cowboys and Souths. Sorry, Parramatta and Souths, they still yeah. have a bye to come each. So, yeah, yeah they're going to need results to go their way. <clears throat> and win every game. But, yeah. you know, Strange crazy things. things happen. Crazy things have happened. Uh, I thought Nat Butcher was outstanding as well. Um Probably, Nat Butcher's probably, from a year perspective, he's probably their shining light. Matter of fact, I'd probably give Nat Butcher either him or Hargraves, Hargraves, player of the year. I think I'd go with Nat. Yeah. He, he, really he has played multiple positions when they've needed him to. He's played in the front row. He's played on an edge. He's done all he could do to get the win each week, regardless of the result. He has just about solved a problem every week, unfortunately. The Roosters have just got too many problems, not enough Nats. Mm. Yep. Uh, once again, Suwali'i, so much better on the sting. Uh, he's been really, really good the last couple of weeks. Um, just loving his tough carries. Just just a handful coming out of his own end. 18 runs, which is what you want from a guy like Suwali'i. Um, Great to see Dylan Napa getting back on the field. Yeah. What a the story. Big, the big fella. Who would have thought? Hey, last time we saw him at in a Roosters jersey was walking through a Bonai Junction at yeah, after a comp. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, another guy that I've been a fan of for quite a while, and he he sometimes he's on the bench, sometimes he's in New South Wales Cup. But Terrell May, mm. he's he's had games like this before. Maybe not as hectic as this, but he has had impact for quite a while now at the Roosters. It's going to be interesting to see how old is uh, Terrell May? Is he like 24, 25? 24. Interesting to see his development if he can develop into mm. a 
you know, a guy that keeps his spot each week. But on the weekend, in 39 minutes, and we, I think we already spoke about it, but 18 runs, 197 metres, 74 post-contact, three tackle breaks, 26 tackles, zero losses, uh, zero missed, and two offloads. But he's, he's done this before, come on, and just blown games apart. Uh, and so if he can find a way to just get a bit more consistent in doing this, and maybe it's more around game time, I'm not sure, but he's... Um, Mate, he could be something. He could really impact games. Geez, like there's a big opportunity there for him or just a front rower with yeah. JWH getting older. Fletcher Baker's already leaving. Yep. Um, you would have to assume that when Angus is back fully fit, he jumps onto an edge. So there's a the Roosters are screaming out for a front row forward to really put their hand up there. And if they can't find it in house, you know they'll go out and find it somewhere. Angus and Crichton could be back this week. Yep. Which would be good. Begin. Um, uh, just on May, he's in his 12 games. In 10 of them, he's missed zero tackles. Yeah, he's a wow. bloody good player. I, I've rated him for a bit now. And he's, he debuted, was it last year or the year before? Might have been the year before. It was the year before. Yeah. But I, I really rate him. I really rate him. And, and if you have a rotation of like Hargreaves, May, Linu, Collins in your front row, that's a bloody good forward rotation. Debuted, a, debuted last year. Last year. Yeah. He's obviously two people that haven't put together. He's the brother of... Uh, Tyrone and uh, yeah. Taylor. Mark they don't look very Penrith. similar at all. Mm. <laughs> they look so similar. Um, he's like literally just a bigger version of Yeah, bigger Taylor. version. Uh, mate, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I, I think that if Spencer comes and does what we know he can do uh, and you've got a rotation of Hargreaves, Collins, Terrell May, I like that. I really, really do. Um, Sandy Smith's an interesting one because he came in, plays seven. Now it looks like he's a utility what, what do you reckon is happening here? I've got no idea. Brandon Smith only 35 minutes on the weekend. Did he get a head knock or? Not sure, to be honest with you. He wasn't playing for the Matildas. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, don't under, like if, I don't understand. I don't understand. Sanders Smith playing more minutes than Brandon Smith. Hacho was in the squad all year playing centre, playing back row, playing all over the place. You've been successful with him at halfback previously. They went with Sanders Smith, which I'm completely fine with. If that's what you're going to do, back it in. Jake Turpin was the starting nine, and now they've just completely flipped it off. I can't make sense of what they're doing. And well, now, I don't know. What did Turpin do to Sam get Sam Walker in there this week? What's going to happen then? Does Hutcho drop out of the side? Does uh, doesn't look like he had HIA. He came off in the 30th minute, Brandon this is, and then he came back on right, right at the end. So, not what sure. What the hell? It's very hard to make sense of. Uh, I don't like, know. What, what did Turpin do. do to get dropped? I thought he'd been one of their better players, especially I in defence. thought he definitely had been, yeah. And similar to what Mitch Kenny was doing, he was just delivering ball. That's all he had to do. Well, if you if you were to sit down before the year and go, what's a great combo? It's Turpin-Cheese. Yep. You start Turpin, you bring Cheese on for, mm. you know, X amount. You maybe put him in the forwards for a little bit as well, but you bring him on so he can just go hard. And now all of a sudden, you know, he, he's only played 30 minutes on the way. 35 minutes. So 30 minutes initial stint, five minutes at the end. What, what, what do you reckon they'll do with Sam Walker? Oh, like, from what I, his, his team won on the weekend. I think Surely they yeah, so And yeah. he, had, he had a couple of try assists, and then the Sydney Morning Herald reported that he's a chance to come back into top grade this week. Surely not. Like, where, do you put where does he come in? Because like, you can't drop Hacho. He's yeah, the best player. They're clearly not dropping he Kiri. Drop Kiri. So, like, as a f- he doesn't really achieve much as a 14. But, but they can't be 14 because Sandon has proven that he's playing nine longer. So, what are you going to drop Cheese? I don't know. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look like Turpin played this week. I think he did. He played for the Bears. It, uh, I Bears think he played the Roosters. I think he did that. La- I think he played last week. Oh, okay. Sorry. But this week, okay, maybe he didn't. He, did. <clears throat> he played against the Knights in round 23 or whatever. But 
And to be Bezos, fair, yeah. this is coming from a person that, like, I didn't think Sam Walker should have been dropped. Yeah. So I'm not. This is not on his performance. It's more just like Drew Hutchinson just had the game of his bloody life. Sorry, Timmy. Tell me you're all right. Yeah, you're all right. Sorry. Yeah. So he minutes. did play. He did play. How'd he go? Stats wise, just a bunch of tackles. Obviously, more than that. But he played 43 minutes. Seven now. runs in 43 minutes. How many tackles? 26. Zero misses. Fucking good defender. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I don't know what's going on with that rotation and the chat around Sam Walker coming back. It's. It's almost like the one week you don't bring him back, you're talking about bringing mm. him back. It's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, um, yeah. So look, are they at the peak where we thought they would? No. But are Joey Manu, Billy Smith, Suwali'i, and Tupo playing probably the best they have all season? I think they are. And I think what is that on the back of? I think that's on the back of a seven. Just. Getting the game plan down pat, steering the ship. Yeah, playing direct and yeah. Because you look at this, Suwali, 176 meters. Manu, 170. Billy Smith, 167. Tupo, 198, and obviously Teddy, 158. I will say, like, Tupo, just like, if he's not the most under the radar player in history, I'm not here. <laughs> just right up there. Like he's the top try scorer of all time. You just feel like he's never got the accolades. Never. Yeah, and he's not like he's just a flying finisher, but he'll also run for 150, 200 metres a game on top. He does the hard yeah. yards. Well, can you get his stats up for the last whatever years of his metres run? So you can t- you can talk about Roos' all-time try scorer, but as you just said, he's getting through the fucking tough carries mm. every week for so long, for so many years. It's unbelievable. I think he's an interesting player that, like, in his first three or four years, he did have a lot of errors in his game. Mm. But he's cleaned that up, but so many people just ignore it. Yeah, I just think he's still got errors in his game, and yeah, like he did once upon a time. Yes, one hundred ages ago, so long ago, so so long ago. So average running meters per game this year one seventy eight, last year one fifty six, year before one eighty, year before one eighty one, year before one seventy one, and we're just going back from there. And is there more years? One sixty four, one thirty five, one thirty five, one fifteen, one twenty one, one oh one. So he's just gone up and up and up. Yeah. So for like five years, he has an average less than 160 metres or something. Isn't it wild too when you think about that trial that he scored in the grand final where he, where he jumped over Wolfman? That was 10 years ago. Mm. Yeah, wow. Wow. Um, yeah, so really good signs. Billy Smith, another great game. Really close to obviously being in the team of the week. Really, I mean, 11 tackle breaks. Just all I'm hoping is stay on the field. Imagine mm. what he's going to be doing in a year if he plays a full year of footy. You see when he did his interview with Fox after the game? Yeah, we say. Had the shirt off, just had the open jacket. Oh, straight out of his yeah, mind. Yeah, even Cooper Cronk just sort of said, mate, put a shirt on. We Settle down. Do this. Hey, <laughs> a couple of good games, mate. You're getting the bloody rig out. <laughs> hey. Good. Game had barely finished. Jeez Louise. Had the medal around his neck. It was unreal. <laughs> um, so you got to take your wins where you can get them. Still some questions around the Roosters, but... At least, you know, fight isn't associated with the Roosters because they're seen as the glamour club. Mm. But there's one thing that the Roosters have been since Trent Robinson come over, and it's they fight to the end. They always fight to the end. And I think they're showing that this year, which they, they'll probably learn a lot heading into next year. Mm. Because if you can go through a year that's tough and fight through it all, let, let's say next year everything goes right for them, it'll almost feel easy to them because they're like, fuck, last year everything was just going wrong for us. When it all goes right, it almost... You can enjoy it more because you're like, fuck, we know how you know, quickly you can go poorly. Uh, anything else for the, the Roosters? No. no. Um, now, onto the Dolphins. I, I think that, you know, it's, I think most people would say they're probably just running out of puff. I do believe that Ray Stone call completely changed the game. I just want to know, okay, 
The guy fell half a metre. I understand he hit him in the head. But what is Ray Stone supposed to do in that situation? Because what, what do you say? Oh, change your target. He, his target was literally in his belly. Then you say, don't hit as hard. Like, t- tell me how he could have not hit his head. Completely agree with that. No, nothing for you. Yeah. You take away all rugby league context when you make that call. Yeah, like tell me what he's supposed to do. There are going to be injuries. People are going to get concussions, all that stuff. It is rugby league. I just – tell me how that is 10 in the bin than some of the other head highs we've seen earlier in the year that are players that are fully upright getting um, completely head high. I mean, there was one on the weekend that I don't, even, I don't think he got 10 in the bin and it was like a, a shoulder charge to the bloody head nearly. Not 10 in the bin. Ray Stone trying to cut through the middle. So he's doing everything you're asking him to do, which is changing his um, target zone from chest to belly. The guy falls, he hits him in the head. He gets 10 in the bin. I just... And add, adding fuel to the, the sim bin conversation last week and what it entails, considered two tries while he was off. Game yeah, over. Game over. Game over. Then you go, you look at the, the Raiders game, and I know the Raiders still lost, but like, you know, Jordan Rapana slides in with his knees. And nearly takes Katoa's head off. It wasn't even a penalty or even an eight-point try. Yeah. And so I just – with these situations where the player literally can't do anything. Now, I understand if they only slip a little bit, you can make the argument just make your target a little bit lower so even if they do slip, you don't hit them. If you want to go there, okay, just be consistent with it. But when you're aiming essentially for like below sternum and they fall, I just – he, he physically cannot do anything to change that. So why is he in the bin for 10 minutes and they've basically lost the game for it? Makes no sense. No sense. Um, you add that in and you look at the Dolphins, you're all right, not a great night for them, but they were up, would have been, I think, 8 nil after 38 minutes of this game. Mm. They conceded that Joey Manu try right on half time. They lost Lemuelu about 23 minutes in. Then they lost Kenny Bromwich just after half time. The Simbin came in. Uh, conceded a few like fire. It could have been a very. It was a very different story at half time. It mm. was again the scoreline blew out a bit, but the sign just it, once again we sat with him every week. But there's ticker there just that run out of steam. Do we know what's going on with um, Lemuelu? That's two HIAs in a pretty short amount of time. Mm. And I'll probably sit I him out the for first one was harsh. Personally, that, that was an interesting one. A few weeks ago, there was nothing in that first one. Yeah. So I hope he doesn't. I mean, if he has to miss games, so be it. But Tough one. Mm. Um, yeah, Dolphins, I um, I think they're in such a good position as a club. They got – apparently when they came into the club, they had $80 million in the bank. So they got essentially unlimited resources. They've got – they've gone from a team that, you know, couldn't sign anyone to – I think there's a lot of players out there that would love the challenge because yep. the, the Dolphins have delivered and said, okay, you know, things haven't gone as, as we hoped towards the end of the year. But we are showing so much ticker, so much fight, even when things go. They don't put it this way. I think there are a few more undesirable clubs than the Dolphins by quite a while. By quite a distance, lot. yes, 100%. Um, Flegler arriving, Herbie arriving. Like Herbie will shore up their defence massively on the edges there. It'll, it'll pro- Herbie and Avarillo arriving will probably be able to put uh, Hamisa at the fullback. Then you've got Flegler in the middle. They've also got Tommy Gilbert to come back as well. I'm excited for the Dolphins. And I think that with the roster they get together before next year, if they land maybe one or two, I think that they will be fighting for the eight next year. Or at least 
um, you should be hoping for a top eight finish next year. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll be close to fighting for the eight next year. If they, if we, we sort of said at the start of this year, obviously none of us expect them to go this good, but they, they need a good injury run. It has been tough this year, but I think especially if they do get a good injury run next year with those guys that they're signing, if the key guys can just stay on the field, I think they can definitely get the top eight a real shake. Yeah. There's also like there's a lot of things they've gone through this year that they've just been able to manage through, like Isaiah Katoa, like. Defensively, teams have just been picking him apart week in, week out. But he just keeps on showing a jersey every week, and he'll only be better for that heading into next season. Yeah. There's a lot of guys yeah. like that in that. I sport. can't wait to see Isaiah Katoa in like four, three or four years. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be such a good player for this. And, and it, it has been tough for them with, with smaller halves this season, especially when O'Sullivan was out for such a long time. But like Katoa, the, he got torn apart on the weekend at the edge of him and Tafade. But as I said, he's so young. Yeah. First full year of NRL, he'll build so much off the back of it. Mm. And just yeah, despite talking him up all season, spoke about it all off season. Defense is going to be his biggest challenge. Yeah, yeah. And that was very evident in that World Cup. So it should be for a nineteen-year-old yeah. coming from SG ball COVID years into first grade. And and as a fan, you can I personally believe if you're a fan of the Dolphins, you can cop this because you go, "There's a clear plan here." Okay, yes, defensively he's missing, but we're a club that's trying to win a premiership in five years. We're not a club that's trying to make the eight in two or three years and then fucking sit around 10th yeah. for the rest of our lives. That's why you, you stick with Isaiah Katoa, because mm. in four or five years, when you are ready to make a charge towards the premiership, which I do believe they will be, because by that stage, recruitment won't be an issue. By that stage, they'll have incredible resources, incredible support. Um, I think they're laying the foundations for a bloody good footy club. They really are. And it's very similar to, you know, what, what I said about the Titans when, when they signed uh, their two big boys. They're going to be two guys that are going to be in origin for the next year. They'll attract more people. You've now got Flegler, who's going to be in origin every single year. you got Tommy Tom Gilbert. Gilbert, Hamiso. Yep. You've got guys that are going to be there every single year now. Yep. Shout out to Jared Wallace for channeling Tommy Turbo, Origin 2021, dislocating his shoulder to get that ball out the back to Osako. Matt Gidley. That was unbelievable. Mate, Jared Wallace has been outstanding. If, if the most... If the best, most athletic centres in the NRL do that, you go, that's incredible, let alone a front rower. A big fella. <laughs> Throwing out the back like that. Unbelievable. He ran for 163 metres in 17 runs. He had four offloads, 28 tackles, and a try assist in 61 mi- minutes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, Wayne, he's magic to get... Like, he couldn't get a start at the Titans. And now he's at the Dolphins, genuinely impacting games. He's like their impact front, like, forward. I'd love to know how Jared Wallace finds himself in that position. Yeah. Go, hey, I'm the guy to sweep here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so good. And, like, you look at it as well. Like, Anthony Milford was purchased as their leading half. Yep. He hasn't really been that for them. No, not and even close. And they've still managed to find a way... Even when Sean O'Sullivan was injured... Milford wasn't really the lead guy. Either. Yeah, yep. Um, and you've got Cody Nicarima. I know he's a little bit quiet on the weekend, but he's been outstanding at fullback. So yeah. I think Dolphins fans, you know, this is kind of the inevitable running out of puff. I know Wayne wouldn't be happy with this result, but I think as a fans, 
you've got to be pretty stoked with the way the boys are going. Yeah. I think especially on, on Cody Nicaragua, I remember when he played fullback for South last year, I had his, his papers marked, never to play fullback ever again. Yep. Might be his best position. Yeah, it's crazy, eh? It's cra- Wayne Bennett, just a, he's a magician. He's a magician. He's a magician.